the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. I am back in the chair after defending America dove hunting last Friday. <laughs> I'm back. Me and my sons, look, we made it out alive. Thank you all for the well wishes. The doves did what they, look, they tried to get us. All right, they tried to get us, but we were too fast and too deadly, and now we're back. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And gosh, it's going to be a fun show tonight. Why? Well, we're going to talk a lot about compassion, what it really actually means, not the twisted up, disgusting American version of it, because we're going to talk about the border and illegal immigration tonight. The Dow was plunging. Um... We have yet another communist caught violating her own COVID rules. Why does this keep happening? And we have bees attacking penguins. The world is going nuts. All that and much more. We'll get to your emails. I actually will take phone calls tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly show. I understand I cut them off and fired everybody last Thursday. I got upset. I've calmed down. I'll be frank with you, I'm still on a little bit of a hair trigger, so don't screw this up tonight. I'll take some calls a little later on in the show, 877-377-4373. But first, walk with me through something. What is compassion? We hear about it all the time. Politicians talk about it. Your mom probably talks about it. And it's something people want to have. Or at least they think they should have, right? If I were to tell you you were to have a kid, maybe you have kids, maybe you don't. But if I asked you, would would you want your kid to be compassionate? Probably 100% of the audience would say yes. You don't want to have a jerk like me. You, you want to have somebody capable of real compassion and human emotion, right? And the reason I'm bringing this up, I'm going somewhere with this, is we're going to talk about illegal immigration right now. We're going to talk about what's happening at the border why it affects all of us, why it's happening at the border. We're going to walk through everything, but you got to you got to get hang with me for a second first. But what is compassion? I mean, what is it? A lot of people think they have it. A lot of people tell you they have it, but do they really really have it? What if what if I decided I was I was going to start giving away money. Now, I don't have the money to start giving away God's money, but let's say I did. Let's say I was a billionaire. Billionaire Jesse. has a nice ring to it, actually. What, Chris? Billionaire Jesse. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to give away every single dime I have. But, but, only people who show up with children at my house Only people who show up with children are going to be allowed to take some of my money. Let's say I'm handing out $10,000 a pop, right? Okay. Boom. The Jesse Kelly billionaire giveaway is on. And, of course, you know, I'd promote it just because I want to look good like everybody who does charity. You don't do charity quietly. You do charity so you can look good in front of other people. Everybody knows that. But I start my charity giveaway program. And remember, it's only people with kids. Only people with kids who show up. So people start showing up with children. And I'm handing out 10000 for you. All right, you guys, have fun. Go with, you know, buy them some school clothes. Get some ice cream, kiddos. Enjoy. 10000 for you. 10000 for you. 
And man, wouldn't that look compassionate? They'd probably they'd probably be making local news stories. I'd probably make national news. Compassionate Jesse, who would have thought giving away all his billions? What's so nice? But what if it then came out that kidnappings in my area, I live in the Houston area, that kidnappings in the Houston area were through the roof. And then it came out that kidnappings in the Houston area were through the roof specifically because of Jesse Kelly's billionaire giveaway program. People were actually breaking into homes, taking children out of cribs at night from their parents just so they could show up at my house and get $10,000 like everyone else. Would you still say Jesse Jesse Kelly's billionaire giveaway is a compassionate program, or would you say my program, me, I'm actually personally responsible for the kidnapping and death of children all over the place? Am I compassionate? What do you believe about illegal immigration? Because right now the biggest story in the country is there's 14,000 Haitians parked underneath the border in Del Rio, and it looks really, really, really bad. We are live on the Rio Grande right now on a boat. We want to show you what we're looking at. Take a look at this. This is Ciudad Acuna. This is Mexico right here where we have been watching a steady stream of hundreds of migrants crossing the Rio Grande illegally over a dam and they are slowly walking over to the United States where there is a massive crowd of these migrants who have gathered. They go over there, they bathe in the river, they change their clothes and then they walk down a dirt path towards where that international bridge is. This is a remarkable scene here showing just how much this uh, situation down here is deteriorating. Uh, let's take a live look at our Fox drone right now, which is over the international. Okay, all right, you, you got the idea. 14,000 people, many of them, most of them Haitians down at the border. This is on top of the hundreds and hundreds of thousands. Who are we kidding? It's well over a million who flooded the border since Joe Biden has been elected. And... You know, I do a family show, right? I always have. I always will do a family show. I will always do a show you can listen to with your kids. I have made that commitment to you, not because I'm a good person, because I'm so sick of having to turn off the radio or turn off TV when I watch with my kids. So I won't do that to you. You can go in the store, leave the kiddos in there, and they won't be tainted by the time they get back. Having said that, I'm going to be very, very frank with you about something very frank with you about something. There is mass, I don't mean one or two, mass sex trafficking across our southern border. Mass. And I am going to protect names and locations here. Um, I'm going to put this as delicately as I possibly can. This is actually very difficult to talk about. I personally know of children being trafficked across the border, young children, specifically so they can be trafficked in this way and have it filmed for people to consume around the globe. Now you tell me, is our immigration program compassionate? Or is our 
open borders, illegal immigration program, enabling the violent abuse of children and women by the thousand. If I were today, today, if I was to put uh, 10,000 Marines on the southern border, have them dig in fighting holes, and, and I was to say this, no more illegal immigrants, ever. And let me clarify, I don't mean we'll process them, maybe deport them later. No, 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 no. You will be held at gunpoint as you approach the southern border and told, turn around and go back. If I was to do that, nobody else could cross it. What would they call me? What would they say about me? What would maybe you say about me? I want you to picture the optics. I want you to picture the internet picture out there. You're, we're talking Marines holding a family of five at gunpoint saying, turn around and go back. What would they say about the person who set that policy? Would they call me compassionate or would they say I'm a monster? I'm a Nazi. I want people to die. I'm inhumane. You know that's what they would say. And yet, if you were to do that, if you were to actually turn people around at the border, turn around, have a nice walk back to where you came from, what would actually happen? What would the actual results be? Illegal immigration into this country would stop like that. No more mass sex trafficking of women and children. No more mass import of drugs across our border, saving lives. You can say I'm the monster and you're the compassionate one. I'm the one who actually cares. But we have such a twisted, disgusting, weird notion of what compassion actually means that we are so far out in left field now, I don't know that there is a return to sanity in this country. Have you seen this picture going around and the things people are saying about it? If you haven't, I'm going to describe it to you in just a second. But first, full disclosure here, I don't know anything about trading stocks. I wish I did. It's one of those things I always wish I did. Not even a base knowledge of, you know, oh, the S&P this and the NASDAQ. And the, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have to. Carnivore trading. Carnivore trading. Get this. It's guys who are highly successful Wall Street traders. Because they're highly successful traders, they actually have to use fake names. And yet the company has this incredible reputation because it's made for people like you and me. They send you text updates when you sign up just telling you, hey, I'm buying this stock right now and here's why. Hey, just a heads up, I'm selling this stock right now and here's why. And people are killing it when they sign up for carnivore trading. Go, because right now when you go to getourtrades.com and use the promo code JESSE, you can get two weeks for free. See website for terms and conditions. Past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. Go to getourtrades.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Let's lean on the experts. Missed out? Catch up. jessekellyshow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Man, it's good. I told you it was going to be a good night. I told you it was going to be, and I have a theory. I'm about to drop one of my theories on you. I've dropped it before, but this one's really, really good, and it's so true because it's me, and everything I say is right, and I know all that. What, Chris? (laughs) Seriously. Seriously. 
I've told, I've used this analogy before, and it's so so true. I mean, people don't understand what compassion is, and I'm going to tell you about this picture uh, that's floating around the internet today, and has people outraged about illegal immigration. But if I gain a hundred pounds, let's say I just give up the old workout, it's pizza all three meals a day, and wash that down with a half gallon of beer, and actually that doesn't sound that bad. But then again, let's say I gain a hundred pounds, and I just turn into just a frumpy tub of goo. I mean, my neck is hanging over my T-shirt, all right? It's, it's that bad. I'm just disgusting. And I go visit my parents. And my mom comes up to me and says to me, Jesse, oh, you have never looked more handsome. Oh, it is so good to see you. Look how good you look. And my dad walks up to me and says, you are revolting. Why are you walking heart disease right now? Get your fat butt to the gym before you die. Which parent was more compassionate? Which parent loved me more in that moment? People don't even know what compassion is. They know what nice-sounding, fluffy things are. They think they know. They don't know. The picture floating around the Internet today, in case you haven't seen it, there are Haitians at our border, like 14,000 of them down in Del Rio, Texas. And just a heads up on what's happening, they're turning away the, quote, single men. Everyone else is being welcomed into the United States of America, put on a plane, and flown around the country. Okay? There's a video or a picture on the internet of a Texas trooper on horseback grabbing one of these guys. He's trying to escape the trooper. The trooper runs him down, got a hold of the back of his neck. People are freaking out about it because the guy looks scared, right? He's running away, gets caught. And of course, the communists are all lying about it. Oh, they're using whips. There's no whips. They're their reins. Oh, and by the way, there should be whips. They should be using whips. Why? Not because I want anybody whipped. I don't want any poor illegal immigrant whipped. I don't want any more to try so the mass human suffering that comes with pouring across our borders stops. I'm the compassionate one. I'm the one who wants it to stop. You, not you personally, but you, you, oh, it's so sad. This is, can't we just let them all in? I just said it. Did you see how scared he looked? Let's just, can we let him in? You're the monster. You think you're the nice one because you have this twisted up view of what nice is, of what compassionate is. You're the monster. You're the one enabling it. Now, obviously, I know I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about all the people out there who do. Who, who, and this is not just on the left. You see it all over the place on the right. If I had a nickel for every woman on the right I saw today saying, oh, I hate this. Why are we running him down? There has to be a better way. I'm going to vomit if I hear that one more time. The better way is making sure every single person who even considers immigrating illegally to the United States of America says to themselves, you know, I can't do it. I can't do it. Why? Because if I show up at the border, they're going to aim a gun at me. They're going to whip me until I turn around and go back. I won't be able to go across. Therefore, I can't do it. Therefore, I can't grab and kidnap these kids and women and do terrible things to them on the way. 
I can't do it because America, those big jerks, they're going to stop me at the border. That's real compassion. That's real solutions. That's what it looks like. Now, let me ask you, do you think we have the stomach for that as a nation? Do you think we do? Play Jen Psaki. I, these people, I'm telling you. Play Jen Psaki. Is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas, and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test? Well, that take. That's the policy for people who fly into the country. So if somebody walks, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals come across the border uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms, if they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's What's the same here? thing. The it's not the same thing. These are individuals, as we've noted and as we've been discussed, we are expelling individuals based on Title 42 specifically because of COVID, because we want to prevent a scenario where large numbers of people are gathering, posing a threat to the community and also to the migrants themselves. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Oh, and um, this is the part I really, really loved. They're, They're bragging about sending this all over the United States of America. They're openly bragging about it, but There is one place, I mean, there are a couple, but there's one place that really stood out to me that is not slated to receive any refugees from Afghanistan, and they're not slated to receive any illegal immigrants. None. Now, what place in the whole country would be, I mean, barred from receiving refugees and illegal immigrants? That doesn't make any sense. How can you... How could you exempt one little area? Isn't that wild? I mean, they're going everywhere. Indiana, Minnesota, Oregon, Texas, every single place. They're, they're going everywhere, aren't they? And yet there's this place that doesn't have to take any of them. Do you know what that place is? I'll tell you in just a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and look, the one place, the one place that's been exempted hasn't gotten any refugees or illegal immigrants. Do you know what that place is? Washington, D.C. What a shock. All right, we're going we're gonna to move on to my theory here real quickly, but I did want to tell you this. It's Medal of Honor Monday. You didn't think I forgot, did you? It's Medal of Honor Monday. About 30 minutes from now, we're going to do a Medal of Honor winner, and it is a good one for the new listeners out there. Every single Monday, while I am a bad person all week long, we do do one good and decent thing on this show all week, and that is we read a Medal of Honor citation every Monday. These heroes and their deeds deserve to be remembered We revere every piece of filth in this country, and we dump on the good people. Well, not on this show. We are going to do the best we can to reverse that trend, and we're going to hold these guys up and let people know, hey, kids, this is what you want to be. All right, This is who you want to be. This is the type of man you strive to be. Go. Do likewise. Now, I have a theory. 
and I believe this. I've said it before on the show, but it's been a while. I saw over the weekend Chris Rock, that comedian Chris Rock, got COVID. Immediately gets COVID, and apparently his symptoms are so bad, he takes to social media and says, hey guys, get vaccinated. I got COVID, and you don't want this. But he's already vaccinated. It came out, it was public months ago. Chris Rock is vaccinated. And I saw it just a couple weeks ago, too. Same type of thing happened. I don't want to give out her name. I try to be as respectful as I can to the dead. But some lady dies. Vaccinated lady dies. And her daughters expressed outrage at the unvaccinated because they said it was probably the unvaccinated who got my vaccinated mom sick and now she's dead. Now, you're rolling your eyes, obviously, and you're scratching your head. You're probably making the same facial expressions Chris is over there. Hold on for that for a second. I, if I had the power of the system, I could make you believe, or not you probably, because you're listening to my show, I could make a majority, over 50% of this country believe the sky is green. If you're, if you're wanting to know how could somebody be that mentally torn up and twisted that it doesn't look like they're even capable of a critical thought anymore, how could you get vaccinated and get sick and blame it on the unvaccinated and at the same time sell, tell everyone else they had to get vaccinated when you're the one in hospital? How could, you, how could you get to that point? Well, allow me to explain. I call this theory the sky is green theory, and this is what it is. If the system decided tomorrow, the system decided they wanted everybody to believe and say the sky was green, they could absolutely do it. You don't think they could do it, but they could do it. Because immediately when I say that, you look up at the sky and you see it is blue. I mean, everybody can see the sky is blue. People with two working eyes look up at the sky and say, wow, that's that's blue. So I don't care, Jesse, I don't care how twisted it is, how messed up the system is. They could never make me believe or the majority of society believe that the sky is green. But they could. They could. If they decided tomorrow they wanted for their own advantage everyone to believe the sky is green, here's, what, here's exactly what would happen. News stories. Traditional news sources. I'm talking NBC, ABC, CBS News. CNN, MSNBC. Every other news story, and I mean possibly entire hour-long specials, would immediately be dedicated to, oh my goodness, there's a new scientific discovery. We've had it wrong. The sky is actually green. This is crazy. Allow us to welcome in uh, Dr. Egghead. He's from Harvard University. Dr. Egghead, what do you mean the sky is green? I, 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 it looks blue to me. Dr. Egghead, how could this be? Well, we actually just, just did a bunch of studies, and, and they won't tell you, of course, the studies were funded with federal government grant money, but we just had a bunch of studies, and it came out that your eyes are just deceiving you, and, and if you break down the particles, and, and, and you just go off on it, and it would be all you'd see on the news. Okay, well, that's one portion of society, no big deal, but boom. The Democratic Party controls the federal government. No matter who's president, who's in Congress, Everyone in the federal government votes Democrat. I think it's over 95%. It would become federal policy immediately in each and every branch, even parts of it that don't have anything to do with that. The, the sky is green. 
It's part of our military policy. In boot camp, you'll learn about it. The sky being green. The sky's green. The FBI will set the CIA, EPA. The sky's green. The entire Democratic Party will come out and vocally say the sky is green. They'll campaign on it. The Republican Party, because they lack brains and more importantly lack any spine, 95% of the GOP will either vocally say the sky is green or they'll be so afraid of the media saying mean things about them, they'll just stay quiet about it. And when I call them on it and I'll say, hey, Senator, by text message, uh, why are you going along with this idiotic sky is green stuff? You're helping them set the narrative. I don't understand what... What are you doing? And he will immediately text me back like they always do. Jesse, you don't understand. If I don't say the sky is green, the media will just tear me apart and I might lose the woman vote. So I've just got to go along with it. So we'll have lost that battle immediately. Then you'll start to see in the next four, five, six months, Hollywood will be putting out blockbuster after blockbuster. And only they'll CGI the movies and make the sky look green. Nike will have commercials. Some transsexual athlete running up and down the stadium stairs with the green sky in the background. Coca-Cola will too. Disney, of course. Sky is green. Sky is green. All the major corporations. It'll start to filter down into schools almost immediately. Your child who you sent off to communist university will have to undoubtedly declare on one of their exams the sky is green or they won't pass that class. Gotta pass. Hey, sky is green. Sky is green. Sky is green. Soon your crazy aunt on Facebook, you know, the one who's been screaming at all her nephews and cousins for not masking up enough over the past two years, she'll be all over this one. She'll be all over this. You'll put a picture up of your kids saying, oh, it was just a beautiful day in the park with the blue sky. The sky isn't blue, you idiot. I'm so tired of you Trump cultists. The sky's green. You laugh, but I could go on and on and on. And in a matter of months Maybe weeks, 50, 60, 70% of the United States of America would either A, truly believe the sky is green, they would just believe their eyes are lying to them, or B, they'd be so afraid of the public shame that comes with declaring the sky blue, they'd just go along with it anyway. You know I'm right. That, that is the power of propaganda. Never, ever, ever discount the power of propaganda. And I'll tell you, I know what you're saying. Jesse, you're the oracle. You basically know everything. And for the most part, that's true. I did not fully grasp the power of propaganda until coronavirus. I mean, I got that. I mean, I love history. I got that propaganda is powerful. But I always thought to myself, and this is this is genuinely what I thought. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be effective on, what, 10 15% of a population? But for the most part, people are going to see through it. People are going to... Boy, was I dead wrong. People do not see through it. If you get enough portions of your system, enough portions of your society saying the same thing and demanding everyone else say the same thing, you can convince people of anything. You think I'm nuts? Give me the power of the system in six months, and I'd have 70% of this country believing the sky is green. That is the power of propaganda, and that is what we're up against right now. Don't believe me? Go get in your car and take a drive. How many people do you see walking outside by themselves with a mask on? Are you sure you don't believe me? 
I have one more thought on this in just a second. But I'm looking at a headline here. It says Dow plunges 600 points to the lowest level in two months as experts fear Great Recession-style collapse with Evergrande. Buy some gold from Oxford Gold Group. I'm not telling you to do anything crazy. I'm not telling you to go build a bunker in your backyard, although that'd be sweet. I'm telling you to call Oxford Gold Group and have them deliver real gold to your front door. They make it easy. Don't worry if you don't know anything about it. Just call Oxford Gold Group. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They will walk you through it. It is cake. 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. I trust them so much I send family there. I send friends there. They have the reputation they have for a reason. Give them a call. Make sure you're protected. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. We're 10 minutes away from Medal of Honor Monday. Gosh, I'm excited. It's a good one. It's a good one. And we'll take some phone calls now. 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. I can't wait to talk about the bees and the penguins. I'll explain later. I can't give it away, Chris. Give me 20 minutes. Give me 20 minutes, and we'll talk about that really quickly here. Oh, before I forget, the whole show is available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes if you don't catch it live. On iTunes, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. This one, I think, was right on the mark. The, head, the subject line of the review was too handsome with a question mark. If Dr. Kelly Esquire has a fault, it is that he's too handsome. And just when you think he couldn't get more handsome, yep, he gets more handsome. To be honest, his commentary is just okay. <laughs> but it's easy to ignore that because he went to community college and majored in handsome. <laughs> See, these people understand. These people get it. I'm going to get to the San Francisco mayor violating her own coronavirus rules in a second. We got to get to some emails. Uh, you didn't have the sultry sounds of my voice on Friday, so I didn't what, Chris? So I didn't get a chance to go through some emails and there were lots of them. So. Hugely handsome many guns Kelly. Your show came to Freedom 93.7 in Buck Sexton's former time slot and ever since I've been impressed. You remind me of Rush in the 90s. Oh, gosh, I'm not Rush. With a fresh perspective, a positive attitude, and not caring who you offend as you speak the truth. I know you don't like being compared to Rush, and it's true no one can ever replace him. However, I listened to you for many of the reasons I was listening to him. Okay, it's not that I don't, it's not that I don't like being compared to Rush. That's obviously like the biggest compliment you could ever pay anybody who does what I do. I just, I've always said, and I mean this, you only get one rush in your entire lifetime. There will never be a second one. Be grateful you had him for as long as you had him. There will never be a second one. I, I'm i not your leader. I, I'm not changing the world. I do a radio show. I'm trying to make your day better for 15 minutes at a time, 30 minutes at a time. That's all. That's all. That's all. Dear Shogun, could the ridiculously large clouds, large, large clouds, 
the large crowds at college and NFL games show show Joe Dum Dum that not everyone is going to croak. College football has been going on for three weeks without a mass COVID casualty event. NFL is on two weeks. Popular culture is important, as you say. These events are showing the masses that they have absolutely nothing to worry about. Well, hold on, hold on. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, he's not worried about coronavirus. It's not about showing Joe Biden that coronavirus is something we can live through and treat and get ahead of right now. Joe Biden knows that. They all, you guys have to understand, everyone knows that. They all know that all these people, all the worst panic porn pushers of coronavirus, they all know about coronavirus. Don't you remember Dr. Burks? Of all, all the ones who got caught, this one might have been my favorite because she was the one, you remember her, from the very first Trump press conference, 15 days to slow the spread. If you go back and look at the video, there she is right behind Trump, and every single day she was right there with Fauci all over the news, COVID this, millions will die, 500,000 by June, every day pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, and then Thanksgiving came around. This is Thanksgiving last year. You can go look this up. Burks gets up. Burks, Burks gets up and tells the entire United States of America, "Hey, we're in the middle of a flare-up. This thing is deadly. Do not go see extended family. It's just the people in your house. You don't want them to die, do you? Don't you dare go see extended family." Wraps up her press conference and promptly goes and gets on a plane and has a huge family party with both sides of her extended family. <laughs> <laughs> she got embarrassed into just flat out resigning after that. These people aren't worried about coronavirus. Joe Biden knows. They all know. This is only about power and money and control and rewarding their friends and crushing their enemies. It's not about convincing Joe Biden of anything. Besides, Joe Biden's brain is tapioca pudding. He's way past the point of being able to convince him of anything. I mean, look, the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, on my life. I didn't make that up. That's her freaking name. London Breed, of course, immediate lockdown because she's the whack job mayor of San Francisco. And she gets busted, of course, five minutes later, partying out at a bar, singing with their friends, hugging people. And she's asked about it. Here's what she had to say. So just to be clear, um, um, I was sitting at my table and when... I don't know about you and whether or not you know who Raphael Sadiq and Dwayne Wiggins are, but I don't care where you're sitting. You're going to get up and start dancing. My drink was sitting at the table. I got up and started dancing because I was feeling the spirit and I wasn't thinking about a mask. I was thinking about having a good time. And in the process, I was following the health orders. Didn't you know coronavirus? I mean, it's deadly, right? It'll attack your lungs, and I mean, people are dying, right? It's 600,000 now. People are dying, but not the people who are feeling the spirit. It's the ultimate coronavirus cure. You, you thought, did you honestly think getting plenty of sunshine and exercise, some vitamin D and zinc and stuff like that. Maybe the vaccine, if that's your thing. Maybe other therapeutics. Maybe You didn't think those were the only cures for coronavirus. Feeling the spirit, man. 
Just get out there and hear what was it? It was this guy's name. Like we're all supposed to know who this is. Don't you know Raphael Sadiq? No, loser. Nobody's heard of that guy outside of your tiny little bubble. I was feeling the spirit, baby. <laughs> Back to what I've told you a million times. A million times. If you and me were standing side by side, and I told you, don't go on the lawn, the front lawn, there's landmines on the lawn. And then the next day you saw me out there dancing on the lawn. One, you'd be horrified by my dancing. But two, you wouldn't think I'm a hypocrite. You'd think I was lying to you about the landmines. Joe Biden doesn't need to be convinced about coronavirus. None of them do. They all know this entire thing is only about crushing you and your freedom. Remember that. Medal of Honor Monday and your phone calls next, 877-377-4373. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and don't forget, one hour from now, we got Emerald Robinson, our D.C. gossip person. You know, she's the White House correspondent that always has the dirt back there. What's going on? We're going to ask her about the January 6th stuff. I actually have to get to that in just a second. And yes, I'm going to get to bees versus penguins. We're hitting the big stories tonight here on the Jesse Kelly Show. But it's Monday. And you know what we do on Monday? We do Medal of Honor Monday. Why? These men deserve to be remembered. Their deeds deserve to be remembered. So every single Monday, we take a Medal of Honor citation and we read it on the show. There is enough filth out there in this culture people look up to. It's important people remember we actually do have men who are worthy of you of your admiration. We had them then. We still have them now. And no, it's not that YouTube star you watch. It's guys like this. Guys like Master Sergeant Ernest Richard Cuomo. This is from Korea. Master Sergeant Cuomo, a tank commander in Company A, distinguished himself by conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty in action against the enemy. His unit was engaged in supporting infantry elements on the Noktong River front. Near midnight on the 31st of August, a hostile force estimated at 500 crossed the river and launched a fierce attack against infantry positions inflicting heavy casualties. A withdrawal was ordered and his armored unit was given the mission of covering the movement until a secondary position could be established. The enemy assault overran two tanks, destroyed one, and forced another to withdraw. Suddenly, Master Sergeant Cuomo discovered that his tank was the only obstacle in the path of the hostile onslaught. Holding his ground, he gave fire orders to his crew and remained in position throughout the night fighting off repeated enemy attacks. During one fierce assault, the enemy surrounded his tank and he leaped from the armored turret, exposing himself to a hail of hostile fire, manned the 50 caliber machine gun mounted on the rear deck, and delivered a point-blank fire into the fanatical foe. His machine gun emptied, he fired his pistol, and threw grenades to keep the enemy from his tank. After more than nine hours of constant combat, and close in fighting, he withdrew his vehicle to friendly lines. 
During the withdrawal through eight miles of hostile territory, Master Sergeant Cuomo continued to inflict casualties upon the enemy and exhausted his ammunition in destroying three hostile machine gun positions. During his action, Master Sergeant Cuomo killed an estimated 250 enemy soldiers. His magnificent stand allowed the infantry sufficient time to reestablish defensive positions. Rejoining his company, although suffering intensely from his wounds, he attempted to resupply his tank and return to the battle area. While being evacuated for medical treatment, his courage was again displayed when he re requested to return to the front. Master Sergeant Cuomo's superb leadership, heroism, and intense devotion to duty reflect the highest credit upon himself and uphold the esteemed traditions of the U.S. Army. That is a man right there. And for those confused, I realize I should probably explain some of these things now and then when we talk about combat things. Uh, people make the mistake. We all do it. I'm certainly guilty of it. I'm sure you are too. Whatever, whatever you're knowledgeable about, no matter what that is, you automatically assume or you speak as if everybody has some base of knowledge about it. Infantry units, ground units, like you know, guys without tanks, they're oftentimes attached to tank units. That's because a tank unit by itself, very vulnerable. An infantry unit by itself, very vulnerable. When you combine the two, you combine their two strengths. Actually, my unit, when we were going into Baghdad, we got attached to a tank unit. We actually got attached to first tanks when we were going into Baghdad. So it's one of those things that normally happens. Now, I know people have been asking about the dove hunt because I went dove hunting with my sons this weekend in South Texas. I will tell you, we barely made it out alive, but we made it. It was not the most successful year. There weren't as many doves out there, but it was an absolute blast. Uh, the weapon safety talks went well for the most part. Sometimes there's a little focus problem when you're dealing with kids. And uh, people ask me all the time about kids and weapons. My kids handle weapons really, really, really well and safety really, really well. But that's not because they're magical human beings. They do that because we've always talked to them about them from the earliest age. I'm not telling you how to parent. I will tell you just this because this is what I do. This is, this is what I've always believed. People love the forbidden. They just do. They love the forbidden. It's why your ex-girlfriend ran off with a drummer. She doesn't think she's going to be happier with the drummer. Dad probably told her to stay away from drummers, so she's going to go give it a whirl, right? It's why you're going to date a redhead, even though I tell you not to. People love the forbidden. Your boys are no different. They want to touch your guns. They want to see how they work. They're fascinated by guns. There's nothing wrong with that. They're boys. So let them. Show them how. My boys know, and they've always known this, there's not a single weapon I own. Eh, I own one or two. There's not a single weapon I own that I will ever, no matter what I'm doing, I will never say no to them if they would like to handle one of them. The answer is always yes. Let's go in there together. Let me make sure the weapon is unloaded. Let me show you how to operate it. Here's the weapon. Feel it. Aim it. Walk around with it. Satisfy that curiosity. Kill that curiosity with them. But safety, when it comes to weapon safety, it's a continuous talk. 
even when it's just you and your adult buddies. There's a safety talk. There should be a safety talk every time you go to the range. They are deadly if you're not safe with them. Safety at all times. At all times. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to be specific. Because it's easy to be like, oh, this is dangerous, and then move on because you don't want to be too graphic or whatnot. I'm graphic all the time. I tell them all the time, do you want to pick your brother's brains up off the ground? Then be careful where you point your weapon. I'm not trying to be over the top. I'm trying to make it real for them. These are the stakes of you being unsafe. These are the stakes. Headline, swarm of bees kills dozens of endangered African penguins. A swarm of bees has killed 63 endangered African penguins on a beach outside Cape Town in Southern Africa. The the Southern African Foundation for the Conservation of Coastal Birds said said on Sunday. Okay, there's no way we could shorten that up. The Southern African Foundation for the Conservation of Coastal Birds. There was nothing we could do with that name. Never mind, we're going to keep going. After tests, we found bee stings around the penguins' eyes. Okay, one, was I supposed to know that Africa had penguins? Is this something? Did you know this, Chris? Did you know this new guy, Michael? Africa has penguins, apparently? And what's the axe that grind with the bees? Why are the bees attacking penguins? And I got to thinking about this. Hear me out. I understand PETA would not be a big fan of it. Why don't we do a pay-per-view of animal fights? You know there are sweet animal fights that happen naturally. I'm not telling we have to be monsters about it. We don't want to be cattle prod and dogs or something like that. I mean, ugly animals, too. Like animals, nobody likes hyenas. Nobody likes a hyena, which actually I have a theory about that. Nobody likes hyenas just because they're ugly. You know, every, every time you see hyenas taking on lions in the nature show, everybody roots for the lion. No one's ever rooted for the hyena. Why? Did you and the lion have a conversation? Do you feel like he agrees with your politics or, or your religion or something like that? No. You think the lion is a beautiful animal, and you think the hyenas are absolutely horrible, and they laugh like Kamala Harris. That's why you root for the lion every single time. But I digress. Couldn't we make big money with animal fights? I mean, maybe not bees and penguins per se there'd probably be a safety issue there with the crowd i think this could be a huge money maker a huge money maker <laughs> all right are we prepared for a hard hard truth are we prepared to confront what we did with coronavirus and I mean, I mean something, something really basic. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to do me a favor right now. I want you to close your eyes if you're not driving. Take a moment, and I want you to think about social distancing and six feet away and all the ways you have been personally affected by this policy. Take a minute and think about that because I'm going to play something for you in just a second, and man, but first... I don't know anything about the stock market. Nothing. I just, I'm not one of these experts, and I don't have time to be. I just I don't have time to be. I'm too busy. But I like I'd like to dabble in it. I, I think it would be fun. Maybe take it seriously if if I actually figured it out. That's why I love carnivore trading. I don't have to know anything. Nothing. 
It's a group of, of brilliant Wall Street traders who have made a killing. And what they've done is they've democratized stock trading for everyone. When you become a member of Carnivore, you get real-time text alerts of the trades Carnivore is identifying right now. They're just going to flat out text you, hey, I'm buying this. This is why. Hey, I'm selling this. This is why. You don't have to know anything except for how to read a text message. And Carnivore people are killing it. Go to GetOurTrades.com and use the promo code JESSE and you get two weeks free. GetOurTrades.com promo code JESSE gets you two weeks free. See website for terms and conditions. Past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I told you we were going to have fun tonight. <laughs> Just, I'll get to some phone calls in a little bit. 877-377-4373. But remember, remember, the rules are simple on this show. This is not like other shows. Don't say hi. Don't say how are you. Don't say I love you. Nobody wants to hear a small talk. And don't drone on and on. Get right to the point. I will hang up on you. I'm apparently famous for it at this point in time. If you're talking and the line goes dead, it's not your cell coverage. I hung up on you. Now, did you do what I told you to do during the break? Did you close your eyes and think about all the different ways your life has changed because of social distancing? Did you think about it? Well, I want you to listen to Scott Gottlieb. He's the former head of the FDA yeah. And the six feet is a perfect example of sort of the lack of rigor around how CDC made recommendations. Nobody knows where it came from. Most people assume that the six feet of distance, the recommendation for keeping six feet apart, comes out of some old studies related to flu, where droplets don't travel more than six feet. We now know COVID spreads through aerosols. The initial recommendation that the CDC brought to the White House, and I talk about this, was 10 feet. And a, a political appointee in the White House said, we can't recommend 10 feet. Nobody can measure 10 feet. It's inoperable. Society will shut down. So the compromise was around six feet. Are you mad? Are you mad? Are you mad? Uh, now, think, think about the ways we have reordered all of the United States of America based on the concept of six feet. Uh, what's your grocery store look like? When you go check out at the grocery store and look down, are you standing on the little footsteps or the spot where they have you? Do you remember the stupid restaurant stuff? Maybe you're still going through this. Well, you can sit in this booth, but not in the booth right next door because that's within six feet and this virus is super deadly. And get this. Think about how many people out there, not only now, but will always believe standing six feet away from other people is somehow a solution to stopping coronavirus. There are how many? Hundreds of thousands of them, right? Millions of them, probably. Millions of people out there believe this. And it's just something they made up. It's just something they made up out of the blue. They had they had no information. None. Dude. Are you ready to accept what we have now? Are you ready to accept what we have? Because this is this is where we have to get. We both have to get there. And I, I don't love this either. 
you don't live currently and you're not going to live at any time soon in a normal functional society. We did. I mean, that's what we had. One of the great ones, right? Right now, where you live, where I live, is a completely broken, rotted, corrupt empire. Completely broken. The people are broken. The leadership is broken. It's really bad. What does that mean? Here's what it means going forward. doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Times change. Oh, well, times change. Let's suck it up. we got no choice but suck it up. Listen to me. It means going forward. Life is going to be a bit more complicated and time-consuming than it was before. What do I mean by that? You and I, we simply don't have the luxury anymore of waiting for the Surgeon General to give us the heads up on a new disease. We don't have qualified people in that area. You and I, we don't have time to wait for the Secretary of Defense, to give us the new threat analysis out there. You don't have experts anymore. You don't. You want experts. I want experts because, I mean, what do you know about viruses? What do I know about viruses? I'm not some expert on viruses. I don't know anything about them. Aren't, the, aren't there smart people out there who can, who can just tell me some facts? No. No. It's all broken now. The federal government got involved in every part of our society, and now so much of our society is tied back to the federal government financially, and the people handing out the credentials are completely broken. So in order to get credentialed, in order to get that expert status, you have to learn from somebody who's an idiot or a card-carrying communist. That's just a fact. And so what happens now? What happens straightforward from here, you have to do your own research. You have to do your own thinking. You have to come up with it on your own because all your experts, they all got their driver's license from the Helen Keller Driving School. That's just the facts. That's just the facts. They came out, they set a policy. Picture, picture this. It's, it's, it's so unbelievable. We are a nation of, let's call it 330 million people. Obviously, that's not counting the illegals. 330 million people. We are the most powerful, wealthiest nation on earth. We got a new virus, and we immediately began to set national policy. Policy you still practice in some way to this day because of, of the corporations and how the schools and how they, they just twisted everything up. We set national policy based on a wild guess. No facts. No information. It was, they didn't even, he, in another part, he basically said, we don't even know where the six-foot number came from. We don't even know where the social, di- it, it didn't make sense. They just got up and just threw a bunch of crap against the wall to see where it splattered, and instead of sitting back and analyzing whether or not it works, they just went all in and said to everybody, this is the only way. This is the only way to stop coronavirus. No, we have to. Six feet away. I mean, I just watched. People are so broken and twisted. I just watched a video, I told you before, of some woman screaming at some dude for walking too close to her. People are lost. Completely lost now because they think there are still experts out there. And there aren't. There's just a bunch of fancy credentialed people with an agenda. That's what there is right now. That's what we have. I mean... 
the chairman of the Joint Chiefs is in the pocket of China. What? The chairman of the Joint Chiefs? Are you going to believe Millie? Who can you believe? Yourself. That's what I mean by life being more complicated and time-consuming. The next time something like this comes out, sit back and do all your own research. All right, I will finally take a couple phone calls. 877-377-4373. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget, we got Emerald Robinson with the latest White House gossip about 25 minutes from now. Did you see this? And yes, I'm going to get to the phones in a second. 877-377-4373. GM to Chevy Bolt owners. Apparently, these Chevy Bolt owners, they're, they're being told by GM they have to park 50 feet from other cars. I guess these things are catching on fire. The reality is... You should park 50 feet from other cars just because of the shame of owning a Chevy Bolt. Let's go to the let's go to the phones without further ado. James and Patton Rouge, go. Hey Jesse, I really don't think we can pull this back, man. They've been playing the long game for a long time. All the ideas you guys have are great and all, but we don't have time to pull that off anymore. And they're in the process of busting the country out. Uh, what are we going to do? What can we really do anymore? I don't think we can save it. There's not too many people that think like we do. I can't find a room full in the whole state of Louisiana that I live in. What do you do? Okay. Everybody has a two-foot reality, man. They From the distance from their nose to their cell phone. They, that's it. Okay. Not necessarily do? wrong. Not necessarily wrong. I, I don't disagree. I know that's a bit of a Debbie Downer opinion, but I tend to agree with it. But I don't think we are without options. I don't think we're without options. I don't, and I hate saying this because it is such a Debbie Downer thing to say. I don't think we're getting the band back together. All right, we're, we're just it, the communists are way too entrenched in every single part of this culture, especially federally. Right? However, however, we are not a tiny minority. The people who think like you, James and Baton Rouge, and people who think like me. There are tens of millions of them. Look, it, it, and I'll be honest with you. You know I try to deliver hard truths as much as possible. If if 99% of the population thought like them and we were 1%, I, w- I would tell you, hey, man, we are toast. <laughs> I mean, we have no chance whatsoever. Dude, it's 50-50 or 60-40. There are tens of millions of people who think like you. And you want to know what so many of those people are doing already? They're moving. They're moving to red areas so they can be around other people who think like they do. The country is already separating. Now, is that healthy for the overall health of the nation? Wait a minute, I don't think that was good English. Healthy for the health of the nation. Whatever. I went to community college. You understand what I'm saying? Is that good for the overall health of the nation? Of course not. Of course not. But the country is separating, and you are very soon going to see, and in fact, you're already seeing it, you're very soon going to see people who, they are surrounded by people who think like them. You have options when it comes to the states. The states. When you have options, 
when it comes to the states. So embrace them. Embrace them. Johnny, go. Yeah, Jesse, I think it should be stressed that when hooking up a child with a firearm, getting the right caliber or gauge to start them out with is very, very important. You don't want to put a 10 gauge on an eight year old, give him a 410. Give a little kid a 22 single shot, not a semi automatic. Thanks. Wow, Johnny. Why don't you just go ahead and call me out on national radio because I made this mistake like three days ago. Let, all right, I might as well just get this out of the way. I wasn't going to tell anybody, but looks just you and me talking, so I might as well tell you. I, my youngest son, Luke, last year when we went dove hunting, it was his first time hunting. My oldest son's James, youngest son's Luke. He shot a 410, just like Johnny just brought up. A 410, for those who don't know, it's a very, very small shotgun. The, the, the shotgun, it's a small shotgun. That's the best way I can describe it. I'm trying to describe it for people who don't know guns. The shotgun shell, the bullet, you would call it a bullet. It's not what it's called, but the shotgun bullet is a small one. A 12-gauge is huge. Uh, 410's really, really small. A 28-gauge is bigger than a 410, but it's much smaller than a 12-gauge. It's like the next step up from the 410, okay? The next step up. I want to stress this. It's the next step up. Luke is a tall kid. getting bigger. Even getting a little thicker. And I thought, because I wanted him to shoot a bigger shell, because it gives you a better chance of hitting those doves who are attacking America, I thought he was ready for a 28 gauge. We get out there day one. This is last Friday. We get out there day one. The gun itself is already a little big for him, period. And he lifts this thing up and cooks it off at a dove. And it almost knocks him right on his backside. And it hurts him. Now, Luke's, uh, Luke Luke wants to act like a man, right? So he's not going to turn around and say, oh, it hurts my shoulder. But, I mean, he's looking up at me, and I can tell it's hurting his shoulder. And I'm like, are you okay, buddy? He's like, it's, it, it hurt. It hurt. And, I'm, and so I'm so dumb. So I know I don't have another gun. The only other gun I have is my 12-gauge. We'll get to that in a moment. So I tell him, well, no, just spread your legs out more and lean into it more. And he cooks off another couple shots. And now it's hurting him bad. And now he's officially intimidated. So, gosh, this sucks. I didn't have another gun. All right? I can't stress this enough. I didn't have another gun. I had a 12-gauge, but it was an extremely high-quality 12-gauge. I thought maybe my 12-gauge would be a little easier on him than the 28-gauge. It was not. It was absolutely not. Um, Yeah. He shot that, and it didn't work at all. By the grace of God, we had uh, uh, someone else had a 410 that I was able to give him. And, yeah. So, look, it's my fault. I screwed it up, but yeah. Let's go to Howard in New York. Howard, go. Hi, Jesse. I um, You mentioned that communism is like a religion, and I just want to know, like, for guys like Biden and for de Blasio, what's the end game of their destruction, and what pleasure do they personally receive through the crap that they're doing to our country? Well, Howard, power and money. 
I mean, what what happens right now? And I'm not I'm not hanging up yet. I'm gonna leave you online. Just hang on a second. What happens when you get to this place as a nation where we are now is this. At best, at best, the people who lead this nation, I'm talking our corporate leaders, our government leaders, are are, are these people like that, our entertainment leaders, at best, because we don't teach patriotism anymore, all these people have learned is that America sucks. And so at best, you have somebody who exists there just to pillage the nation. They're just there to take in money and power, and they'll just pillage the place because they don't care for it. At worst, and there's a lot of this too, they're actively trying to bring it down. Bill de Blasio is a great example of this. Bill de Blasio has wrecked my favorite place in the United States of America, New York City. And Bill de Blasio does not spend one moment regretting it. He, he regrets that he didn't get to do enough, that he didn't get to wreck more. That's how these people think, Howard. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is this. We're starting to understand that and we'll be a lot more effective at combating these people. You understand what I mean? Yes. Thank you very much. Chin up, my brother. Thank you for all you do. Chin up. Thank you. Bye. All right. Look, I'm going to take a couple more because those were actually really, really good calls. And we have to get to a Roe versus Wade thing coming for the Supreme Court. I'm sure the left will be very, very sane and rational about all this. But first, husband and wife driving home from dinner. Stopped at a red light, surrounded by an angry mob. The mob manages to get the driver's side door open, which is just awful. They attempt to drag the husband from the car. He reaches for his Hero 2020 non-lethal weapon, and by the grace of God, he gets his hands on it. Pop, pop, shoots his attacker twice in the chest. It unleashes this brutally powerful chemical irritant. The attackers back off. Couple drives home safely. To this day, they sleep safe and sound. I own one of these. They are incredible. Go get one. Go to Hero2020.com and use the code Kelly. You'll get a special discount. That's Hero2020, code Kelly. Remember, state law restrictions may apply. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. We got Emerald Robinson coming up about 10 minutes. Give us all the good D.C. dirt out there. It's going to be sweet. Did you? <laughs> did you, Joe Biden, I, you have to give away your soul, I'm convinced. You, I'm convinced you have to give away your soul to be a longtime politician. Joe Biden, his son Bo, died. Uh, no father, I, I mean... I couldn't even imagine burying one of my little buddies. No father wants to bury his son. That would have to be the worst feeling in the world, right? What could you what could possibly be worse than that? And yet Joe Biden consistently consistently uses his dead son as a political shield and it is the grossest thing in the world. Imagine taking the most unimaginably horrible thing that could ever happen to somebody and saying to yourself, Ooh, you know what? We can use this to our political advantage. How gross and soulless do you have to be? Joe Biden was asked. He was, you know what? I'm going to let Jen Psaki speak for him. Um, Listen to this. Following up on the drone strike uh, last week that the Pentagon now admits was a tragic mistake. What was the president's response when he learned about that? 
Well, the president was briefed um, on Friday morning. Uh, I would say first the president's uh, view and all of our view is that the loss of any civilian life is a tragedy. Uh, this was done in error uh, and clearly uh, the investigation that will continue is something the president broadly supports. So as a human being, uh, as a president, as somebody who has uh, overseen loss in a variety of uh, scenarios, both as a leader and personally, it is a, it, his reaction is it's a tragedy uh, and every loss is a tragedy. As, he supports the as somebody who has experienced loss personally, no, 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 no. You just drone striked a family of 10. There were adorable little kids in the rubble. Because the Biden administration dropped the drone on their heads. Um, that's a war crime. That's a war crime. Not only has nobody been put on trial, nobody's been fired, nobody has resigned, nobody has even apologized. Instead, we get the, well, I mean, he, his son died, so he really felt it extra. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It is a, it is. There is something that happens to your soul. I'm convinced of it. There is something that happens that just rots out your soul until it no longer exists when you are a politician for long enough. How gross is that? Gosh. Let's get to a couple emails. I'll take a couple more phone calls real quick before we get to Emerald Robinson. She's going to give us all the White House dirt. Oracle, you made clear garlic bread is ahem, a thing for you. Yeah, it is a thing. I'm sorry. Do I tell who? Do I tell you who to love? Anyway, moving on. He said, what about garlic knots? Buttery, soft, perfect for dipping in garlic butter. I'm going to tell you something right now. And they're not a sponsor or something like that, so I'm just doing this off the cuff. I'm going to blow up their sales tonight for no reason. I shouldn't even do this, but I am. The garlic knots at Papa John's Pizza are maybe the most underrated menu item in the United States of America. And I'll tell you, look, I'll try to even out the sales numbers here for Papa John's. Their pizza's okay. As far as chain goes, as far as chain pizza joints go, Chris, am I off base on that? The upper tier, upper tier for chain, Michael. Upper tier, upper tier. The garlic knots are so good, it's stupid. Go try the Papa John's garlic knots. And if you're feeling a little adventurous... Dip them in ranch. Don't shake your head, Chris. Jesse, you have said what I always felt. Space travel is a waste of time and money. I do think the Hubble taking pics is interesting, but all the rest is a waste. Thanks for your time. This is my least popular take. I can't believe anybody has actually agreed with me on it. I, I, I thought I was the only person in the United States of America. I don't get space travel. I don't. I don't understand it at all. Why am I supposed to care? We're never going to live out there. That's not the world we were given. God gave us just this one. Why am I supposed to be interested in, well, I mean, the gases and Neptune. Uh, so? What does this do for me? Does this, the, the, well, we, 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 took a, we took a sample from Mars, and it, it turns out uh, someone may have farted there 20,000 years ago. Why do I care? None of this matters. <sighs> All right. James in New York, go. Uh, Jesse, thank you for taking my call. Um, I was wondering um, why the Democrats want to keep on putting um, like lockdowns on us and mask mandates um, and what the Republicans can 
can say about locking or the death of 677,000 people. Like, how do, how do Republicans come back against that with all the, the lockdowns that's going on? Like, we're trying to protect ourselves, but again, the Democrats say, oh, 677,000 people died. We need more lockdowns. Like, I don't understand. It's like a dichotomy that I don't understand, and hopefully you might help me understand. James, appreciate the phone call. Um, yes, I, I will help you understand. They don't care about any what this sounds so terrible but it really is genuinely true these people don't care about human life certainly no one else's these people remember they all share the same three characteristics everybody running this country right now and you have to understand this or you will never ever understand these people one characteristic number one what is it there is no love of country and I mean no love of country. Oftentimes it's a hatred of the country, but there's no love of country. This applies directly to what you just asked. Joe Biden and his people, all these people who are, who are pushing all this COVID stuff, they're not looking out at America and thinking, what can I do that's best for America or best for the American people? They don't think in those terms. They don't think in those terms. That's one. Two, they're completely divorced from reality. Because they haven't, they've either never been in reality or it's been decades since they've been in reality. They grew up almost always upper middle class, but from there they go right into the university bubble, which is the biggest bubble in the world. There's nobody dumber than someone who spends a bunch of time on a university campus. Then they move right from there into some cushy federal government job where they can't be fired or they work for Congressman Jerkwater's office until they run for office themselves one day. And number three... They believe they should rule over you. And I don't mean this in a general snobbish way. I mean, they feel they are genuinely above you. You are a lower form of life to them. They don't care at all about how many die. They don't care that lockdowns don't work. None of these things enter their mind. They care about money and power. You, you care. You're a person who still has some, something of a soul. These people do not. They don't care. All right, Emerald Robinson's going to break down some stuff for us, our, our White House insider. Next. Hang on. When I was born to call It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and if we're hearing Loretta Lynn, that probably means Emerald <laughs> Robinson is on the line. White House correspondent. Emerald Robinson. Emerald, um, the misinformation out there has reached a critical level in this country. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there with, well, I mean, you're in the belly of the beast, surrounded by some of the worst offenders. What is something they all have in common mentally? Are they all mentally ill? What's wrong with these people? Well, I would say if we're talking specifically about the press corps, mm-hmm. um, they, they break it down into about three categories. There are those who are just mentally ill or just not very bright. And so they regurgitate what they're spoon fed. Then there are those who are truly activists, right? So they're the communications arm, the extended communications arm of the DNC. And then there are those who are just ambitious to a fault. And they know that they can't get ahead unless they parrot the narrative that comes from the DNC. And there's a lot more of those, honestly, Jesse, 
than there are necessarily the activists or the dumb ones. Okay, so they're they're tools of the DNC without knowing they're tools. But, I mean, merge those worlds for me, Emerald. If I found myself carrying the water for a certain political party every day, knowingly or unknowingly, at one point I would Mm -hmm. like to think I would figure that out, right? Well, no, they're, they're, they're knowingly doing it. And I've had a couple of them admit that and warn me that if I didn't, I would not have a future. And if I wanted to get to a network, I need to stop asking the questions that I'm asking or, or doing the kind of reporting I'm doing. One, one, one colleague who was genuinely concerned, I mean, they were honestly concerned, said, don't you want to go to like NBC or ABC or CBS? And I said, no, that's, that's not in my, <laughs> in my future plans or goals or aspirations. And they just honestly couldn't believe it. And that was probably a couple of years after I'd been covering the White House. So I wasn't a novice. It wasn't like I'd just come in there because it is, a, you know, when you come out of the beat, it is a little bit like for a moment, it is the most powerful place in the world, one of the most powerful places in the world. They knowingly do it. They just don't care. I mean, you have women sacrificing motherhood just to get ahead in this town and in this business. So that's the least of their concern. They sacrifice their marriages, their relationships, you know, (laughs) like... Uh, Emerald, explain to me what's different, with the obvious political differences aside, uh, what's different about covering the Biden White House versus the Trump White House? The lack of access. There is literally no transparency or access. And even the DNC stenographers will admit that and get frustrated. And you kind of saw that today. I don't know if you got an opportunity to see the briefing today, mm-hmm. but for the first time, they actually sort of asked real questions. This was a good day for the press corps under the Biden era. They sounded like a real press corps. And they're frustrated with the lack of access, um, the lack of information, but also they know that they're looking really bad right now in what has been a really terrible month for the president that they have held water for and who they covered for during the 2020 campaign cycle. Speaking with Emerald Robinson, White House correspondent with Newsmax. Emerald, do you, I, I'm assuming the Biden administration, obviously not Joe Biden himself because he's not a functional adult, but I'm assuming the administration has some sort of a plan because it has been a disastrous month. What is that plan? Do you have any idea? I don't think they do, honestly. I think that um, they are milking as much as they can right now. I think that Kamala Harris was a plan going into this. Remember how much they've tried to feature her before, early on? Now they're sort of hiding her. She was the backup plan. She was the plan. And she has done so, she struggles so much in the media. She says so many unsympathetic statements, gives so many unsympathetic statements. She laughs at the wrong times. She does so many, makes so many mistakes that they are now just hiding her. So I think if if you want to know, the plan is to keep, you know, COVID going have melon, massive melon ballots because we saw California and that right now is the plan and to get as much done as, as 
as they possibly can with the Democrat majorities and the Democrat presidencies. And as you notice, everyone sees they don't really care about the law or the Constitution. They're seeing how much they can push and get by with. Okay, so if they're seeing how much they can push and get by with, how much can they push and get by with, Emerald? And I'm more specifically talking about this $3.5 trillion bill. I know Manchin and Cinema are dragging their feet, but I guess we're all stuck, what, banking on two Democrats to hold the line for us? Are they going to hold the line? You are. Unfortunately, the parliamentarian actually came out and said, hey, <laughs> amnesty is not part of the budget process. It just isn't. And actually held the line there. But I think there was an expectation that the parliamentarian would go along with it. So they're kind of, they're very upset, Democrats are today, and they're confused because they really thought they might get by with that with the parliamentarian. But it does kind of hitch on, on, on two Democrats. And we'll see. I actually probably put more faith in cinema than Manchin at holding the line on this. Emerald, does the border actually hurt Joe Biden at the polls? Now, I'm in Texas. I'm a border hawk anyway. I lived in Arizona. It's where I ran for Congress. So I'm a border hawk. But I don't pretend like I'm in the mainstream thought in America. I'm far right of the rest of the country. Does the country care? I think so. I think that you are seeing, well, here's, they might not have cared as much if there weren't the COVID restrictions. And the blatant hypocrisy is what gets people who are in states where they're not really overtly aware of how a loose border policy affects them. If you go down to the border, which I have, and you are in Texas, it's very clear the threat that lies from a porous border. But if you're in another state, you might not immediately recognize it. But what you do recognize is that there's a different set of standards for people who can flood in across the border illegally. And for you, a middle-class, tax-paying citizen who is adhering to the, the rules, the laws, and just wants the best for your family and to send your kid to school to get educated without them uh, being abused, then that is what makes a difference when it comes to the border, I think and why it gets a little more attention than it would. Emerald, can you tell me, just real quick, as we wrap this thing up here, you once told us on this show, you dropped the bomb that Jen Psaki didn't even have access to Joe Biden, and that that was frustrating to her. Is that still a dynamic that exists, that, that they, they even hide Joe Biden from other White House staffers? Yes. And it's not just Jen Psaki upset about it. It's lots of staffers. Lots of high-level aids. Oh, man. Emerald Robinson with Newsmax. Emerald, thank you so much. What are you having for dinner tonight? Uh, uh, I actually did buy the bullet and go on a diet, so probably just some basic chicken and rice with oh, no flavor. What kind of weirdo? <laughs> is it one of these weirdo woman diets with, like, no carbs or something? It is. Uh. It is. Emerald, I'm so disappointed. All right, we're going to talk about this another I time. Know. Emerald Robinson, thank you so much. All right, look, I can't help it. I know I'm a bad person. This is probably one of my favorite pieces of audio of all time. This is the San Francisco mayor after being caught violating her own coronavirus rules. So just to be clear, um, um, I was sitting at my table and when 
I don't know about you and whether or not you know who Raphael Sadiq and Dwayne Wiggins are, but I don't care where you're sitting. You're going to get up and start dancing. My drink was sitting at the table. I got up and started dancing because I was feeling the spirit and I wasn't thinking about a mask. I was thinking about having a good time. And in the process, I was following the health orders. <laughs> feeling the spirit, baby. The cure for COVID. <laughs> All right. All right. Listen. Oxford Gold Group. I know them personally. When I tell you to call Oxford Gold Group and get gold delivered to your front door, not a piece of paper, not an email saying you own some somewhere, gold delivered to your front door, I want you to know I know these people personally. Their reputation preceded them before I ever got to know them. I send family there. I send friends there. This financial information coming out is really, really, really bad. There's not some indication the destruction's going to stop tomorrow. Just protect yourself. Get something of tangible value that you know will always have tangible value. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. They will take extra special care of you. Oxford Gold Group, 833-995-GOLD. Get some gold in your hands. 833-995-GOLD. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I can't help it. Look, I can't help it. I love this audio so much. I, I love it as much as I love the New Jersey Phil Murphy audio. San Francisco's mayor, London Breed, yes, that's her name, gets busted like five seconds after she gives out this mask mandate and guidelines. They catch her in a bar drinking, partying it up, and this, this is her excuse. So just to be clear, um, um, I was sitting at my table and when, I don't know about you and whether or not you know who Raphael Sadiq and Dwayne Wiggins are, but I don't care where you're sitting. You're going to get up and start dancing. My drink was sitting at the table. I got up and started dancing because I was feeling the spirit and I wasn't thinking about a mask. I was thinking about having a good time and in the process, I was following the health orders. I was feeling the spirit. <laughs> Gosh, these people are such gutter trash, man. And look, like I've told you a million times before, I even said it earlier this show. It's not that they're hypocrites. It's that they're not worried about coronavirus. I mean, they're out there doing all these things, taking so much control of your life, mandating vaccines, mandating masks, all this insanity. And why are they doing them? I mean, we can't lose sight of this, right? They're doing them because they're telling you there's some brutal, deadly disease out there that will slaughter everybody. It's hiding right around the corner. And if you send little Timmy to school, you're going to die. And so is your whole family. And then they go out to the bar. And they feel the spirit and they start drinking. If I told you there were landmines on my lawn and you should stay off my lawn, and then you turned around and caught me dancing on my lawn, you would not say Jesse is a hypocrite. You would say Jesse was lying about the landmines. Wake up. And it makes emails like this. 
even harder. Jesse, I wrote forced on my vaccine consent form. I'm a professional tour guide. Not only did my employer require it, my entire industry did. Even Yellowstone required it for groups. I wanted, needed to get back to my career, not deliver groceries for another year. I received zero unemployment. I pray I made the correct choice. I volunteer at the local theater and am drawing the line. Not only are the volunteers required to be vaccinated and show proof, so must all patrons and volunteers to have checked their cards. Everyone must also wear masks. I have let them know I am taking the year off and why. Like most people, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm anti-being forced. An MD and our governor announced they will begin canvassing areas with low vaccinated rates to encourage vaccination. How quickly can a national divorce happen peacefully? Your devoted Twitter follower, she didn't say I could say her name, so I'm not going to say her name. I'm telling you, these stories have filled my inbox. I'm losing my job, or I took the vaccine and didn't want to. Jesse, I'm scared. I mean, we, look, we joke and laugh a bunch on the show, but it really is sick what we've done to this country. It's disgusting. It's disgusting what we've allowed happen here. Listen to this one. Listen to this one. Oh, Shogun, my Shogun. I'm a business student at a college in Texas. The more I listen to your show, the more I consider leaving school and investing my time slash money elsewhere. I don't know what COVID did to these professors, but it seems like even the good ones have become soft. Deadlines mean nothing. Tests are open notes, and they spend half of the lectures explaining why you're a bad person if you don't wear a mask slash get the jab. As a fellow narcissist, I'm running out of reasons to justify gracing these people with my presence in the classroom. I love this girl. My family is up north in New Hampshire. I'm really my own support system down here. What advice do you have for someone ready to rough it without a degree in today's economy? Also, if you or Chris need another intern, I will literally be in Houston in a heartbeat. <laughs> Says I can say her name. Her name is Megan. Look, Megan, let me tell you this. And let me tell this to everybody out there right now because they got all these employees, all these students saying things like that. If you're somebody, if you're somebody who can see the strings at the puppet show right now, you're not somebody who has to worry about being flat broke down and out forever. Now, I'm not saying to you, you're not going to hit hard times. I mean, walking away from a job, walking away from school, walking away, those can prompt hard times. But I'm somebody who's done it. I'm somebody who's done it multiple times. I dropped out of college to join the Marine Corps. My parents freaked. What are you, out of your mind? And I joined the infantry. No job skills whatsoever. <laughs> I'm somebody who uh, quit my construction career to run for Congress. No backup plan. I, I moved to D.C. and quit my job with a family. No backup plan. And I'm not telling you it wasn't ever a little intimidating. And I'm not going to lie to you and say, oh, it was all gravy train with biscuit wheels, baby. It was cake. It was easy. It was Life was easy. It was hard. But I am telling you this. It is a small percentage of the population who can see the strings at the puppet show. 
If you're one of those people, whether you're in college, whether you're a professional, you're having to quit, getting fired, whatever the case may be, if you're a get-it person, you're always going to end up as a success. You are not going to end up in the side of the road in a cardboard box. You are not. There are a thousand different ways you can make a great living out there right now because you're a get-it person. I am friends with a thousand business owners, large and small. I was dove hunting this weekend with a bunch of them because it was a big father-son hunt. And it was a bunch of, you know, the guy owns a local restaurant, guy owns a local pest control place, guy owns a local this. And when we're done dove hunting, we would go, of course, swap lies about our day as men do when they're done hunting. And we eat some food, have a cigar, couple bourbons, and we'd talk. And so I spent the last 72 hours talking to these people. You know what? Every single employer, every single one said to me all weekend long, I can't find good people. Jesse, I can't find good people. Jesse, where are the good people? Jesse, nobody can think anymore. Jesse, nobody does this. Nobody does that. If you're a person who gets it, Megan, in college, and everyone else worried about your future, if you're a person who gets it, and you're very clearly somebody who gets it, there is an absurd market for you out there, and you will find it. You will find it. You're not going to end up on the side of the road. I promise. Go take a chance. Do something. You might just find your life turns out a lot better than you thought. All right, I'll take a couple more calls. We got to get to this Roe versus Wade thing. 877-377-4373. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show. Did you see this story about the student party bus? That had stripper pools on it? I'll get, to, I'll get to that in a second. Good grief. What in the world? Talk about kids growing up fast these days. But hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. We have to get to oral arguments. And no, I did not get in a fight with Kamala Harris. We are talking about Supreme Court. The Supreme Court to hear oral arguments for Roe versus Wade. Now, I'm not going to go into this right now because it's a bunch of legalese garbage and half of it is well beyond me, but I am just going to say this. The absolute hysterical, hag-shrieking we are going to have to suffer through together in the coming days as Roe versus Wade gets debated is going to be insane because of all the people, of all the people who are nutso on the communist side, you know, all their various groups, the Black Lives Matter and the environmentalists and the gun rights people and stuff like that. None of them are more unhinged than the abortion lovers. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether they take the normal amount of mental illness the normal communist has and they just put the real crazies in, in the abortion group. But these women are nutso. And I will say this in all seriousness. I did a... Back when I was I was trying to make it in the media world, this is like three years ago, I had quit my job as a sales manager at an RV dealership, and I started putting out some little videos on, online. They're still on YouTube. Like I did Jesse Kelly Brief. Those were good. And one of the things I did do was, this was the middle of the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearing, and it was like the final day or one of the final days, and we knew there was going to be a big protest in D.C., 
So uh, me and a couple buddies, we just packed up and flew back there, hoping to honestly, the plan was I was going to go, quote, undercover in the Kavanaugh protest. The video is still on YouTube if you want to see it. It's it's If you just look up Jesse Kelly, Brett Kavanaugh, it'll be there. And I got these stupid black, like black, black rim glasses. And I wore a shirt that said, uh, what did it say? Hands off my uterus. The front of my shirt said hands off my uterus. And I'm huge, right? So I stick out anyway. But we were going undercover. Anyway, long story short, we show up in D.C. And there's a huge, huge protest against Brett Kavanaugh. And I was just going there to have fun. I mean, I was going there to poke fun at some libs and have some fun. And and you know how much fun that would be, right? I'll be honest with you, even though I am a complete soulless monster, it was very fun. It was a little sad. It really was a little sad. The level of mental illness I ran into in these protesters, honestly, there were some of them. Some of them I I couldn't even bring myself to mock. Just really, really not doing well. I remember one young lady, she was standing, I I mean, and I mean, I couldn't see her face because she had like her hair down over her face, but she was standing there topless. I mean, completely topless. What, Chris? No, no, Chris, grow up. No, okay. It wasn't the worst part of the protest, but that's not what we're talking about. In all seriousness, she was standing topless on top of the Supreme Court steps with all this writing all over her body. And in all seriousness, I, I was so uncomfortable with how insane this young lady was and, and didn't feel like it was appropriate to stare for obvious reasons. I don't even know what the writing said. But I thought to myself, man, how messed up in the head do you have to be as a young woman? I, I'm assuming 20s and 30s. Again, I can't can't verify that. You, you get half-naked in public and draw things on yourself and go stand on the Supreme Court steps? Like, what happened? I mean, something happened. Is this, I, 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 look, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know. Is this dad? Uh, is this, is this, was it school? Uh, did you, did you watch too much YouTube? I mean, what happened to that person? The level of mental illness out there amongst the street communists in this country, it is real. It is wild and it is real. And anyone who's ever been to one of these things will know exactly what I'm talking about. These people are nutso. Absolutely nutso. All right. Let's take a call real quick. Everett in Florida, go. Hey, how you doing, Jesse? The rules on the Jesse Kelly show are simple, and I have to clarify this because Everett didn't know. It's not his fault. They have to clarify this. Other hosts are good people. They're nice people. So when you call in, they're going to say, hi, and you're going to say, hi, how you doing? And you're going to say, I love the show. You're going to say, thanks, man, I really appreciate it. And the audience, the audience is ready to drive their car off a bridge and just end it all. Because you're having a polite, small talk conversation. I am not suffering from the burden of being a good person. I'm a bad person, and I'm aware the audience doesn't want to hear that. So we don't do small talk here on the Jesse Kelly Show. Those are the rules. Everett didn't know. Not his fault. Probably not a mistake he's going to make a second time. There's no highs. 
There's no how are you's. There's no nothing. When I go, get right into your point and get there really, really quickly. Back to what we were talking about earlier. The standing six feet away. We brought this up a little earlier. Dr. Scott Gottlieb went on CBS. And, I mean, just picture this. We talked about this briefly earlier. Picture this. How much we have changed the United States of America based on the six feet away and social distancing. Gottlieb finally comes out and says, oh, we just made the whole thing up. And the six feet is a perfect example of sort of the lack of rigor around how CDC made recommendations. Nobody knows where it came from. Most people assume that the six feet of distance, the recommendation for keeping six feet apart, comes out of some old studies related to flu, where droplets don't travel more than six feet. We now know COVID spreads through aerosols. The initial recommendation that the CDC brought to the White House, and I talk about this, was 10 feet. And a a political appointee in the White House said, we can't recommend 10 feet. Nobody can measure 10 feet. It's inoperable. Society will shut down. So the compromise was around six feet. We changed American society, and he just flat out admits nobody even really knows where it came from. I might have been from the flu. I'm not really sure. Think about how much we've changed this country based on random opinions from people who have no idea what they're talking about at all. I'm not making this up. All right, this is a real headline. This is not from me. Amid a driver shortage... Students ride a party bus with stripper poles on a field trip. 11th grade AP language and composition teacher at Brook Charter School in Boston, Jim Myers, tweeted about the experience. Quote, it is a funny story, but there actually is a real bus shortage and it speaks to major flaws in our education system. This is in no way a reflection of anyone involved in planning the trip. We were trying to have a fun day with the kids, and that's exactly what happened. I have no doubt about that. A bunch of 11th graders on a party bus with a stripper pool for a field trip. Now, my main concern about that when I think about this situation is this. My youngest son would be fine. My oldest son... He likes to put his face on things. You know kids touch and feel everything. Can you even comprehend the amount of germs on that stripper pole in there? The last time I was on a party bus like this, and no, there was not a pole in it. It was just we were going out for my birthday, going downtown for something. I set my bottle of water in a cup holder. I took out my bottle of water, and someone said, what's on the bottom of your bottle of water? Do you want to know what was on the bottom of my bottle of water when I pulled it out of the cup holder? I'll tell you in just a second. But let's talk about Pure Talk for a moment. Um, Pure Talk has completely changed the wireless industry. I'm so tired of the prices from these Verizons and AT&Ts and T-Mobiles. Pure Talk, veteran-owned. Pure Talk, their CEO is Vietnam veteran. They save the average family over $800 a year. They do it without sacrificing coverage because they're on the same network as everyone else. And switching is cake. Keep your phone. Keep your number. Or, look, if you want a new iPhone or Android, they have huge discounts on those. And you can get this. Unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. 30 bucks a month. 
from your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk. Jesse Kelly returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. No, the story was about the, the kids driving a party bus for a field trip, and it had a stripper pool in it. These party buses are so disgusting. We took one for my birthday recently, and it, look, there was there was no stripper pool in it. Okay, we're old. But at one point, I had you know, a bottle of water I was drinking. I know. Uh, we get pretty crazy, and I set my bottle of water down in one of the cup holders, pick up my bottle of water, and I start taking a drink, and someone says, what is on the bottom of your water? And I look. Do you know what was stuck on the bottom of my bottle of water? Eyelashes. Some woman had taken, apparently apparently women wear fake eyelashes a lot, which I realize I could be naive about some things. I did not know this was this big of a thing, but some woman had worn fake eyelashes, had taken them off, put them in the cup holder, which of course they never really cleaned these buses, and they were stuck to the bottom of my water bottle. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We have to get to uh, one more phone call tonight. And then headlines I didn't get to. We have to make up for the last one, or maybe everyone will be fired. No more calls tomorrow night. Joey and South Hadley, go. Hi, Jesse. Um, So I think somebody already mentioned this, but I just want to reiterate. um, I just hope that there is still some hope left in this country because uh, coming from Massachusetts and all these mandates and people still going along with them, um, I'm soon going to be bringing a daughter into this world in a couple months and it's going to be my first kid. And I'm just really nervous and I don't know what this world's going to bring in the next couple of years. Great phone call. Joey, don't you dare be nervous. Once again, you're one of the get it people. You're one of the get it people. The world is crazy, right? The world is insane. We're, we're heading into wild, wild times. I'm not going to deny any of that to you. One, there are tens of millions of people in this country who think just like you do. Two, your kid is going to dominate in this world. Because your kid has a dad who gets it. And all these other little sheep do not. I saw some New York Times idiot today. Of course, New York Times. Talking about how his kid has gotten used to masks. And his kid wears a mask all the time. His kid loves masks. Now, keep in mind, we have all the data now. Uh, If you actually follow the science, one, coronavirus is not a significant danger for children at all. Two, Masks, they're not even pretending masks protect the wearer, right? That, that's not what they're even designed to do. They're not even selling them that way. They're selling them as if you have coronavirus, it'll help keep you from spreading it as much. What chance does that child have? Let's, let's set aside that child, though. Joey, who just brought a daughter into the world, she's going to compete against that New York Times guy's son one day. Who do you think's going to be more mentally stable? Who do you think's going to be somebody who can think through problems and think for themselves? I mean, these people are so crazy. And by the way, uh, we've taken precautions with our kids for coronavirus. You know what we did? Sunshine and exercise. It's remarkable how effective that is. They both got it. They were sick for half a day, a little groggy for a day. Back out there. Let your kids go live. Take the stupid mask off them. Oh, and by the way, if you're stuck in Massachusetts, as Joey is, if you have the ability to do so, move. 
And that's nothing against Massachusetts because Boston is one of the coolest places in the country. Shout out to the great WRKO. But Boston, much as I love it, they're about to elect a communist once again, ruining one of America's great cities. Get out of there. Get to a red area. Make it redder. All right, it's time for headlines I didn't get to. John Kerry's wife has millions of dollars in Chinese investments. Hmm. It's weird how many people run this country and have been running this country into the ground for some time, the powerful people, and they're invested, highly invested, with our enemy. That's odd. Anyway, headline. Action could be taken against students using the wrong pronouns at Point Park University. Be careful where you send your child. Be careful sending them to a university at all. It's not 1980 anymore. Headline. Democrats' new tax hike contains subsidies for journalists. Every single thing Democrats do when they get into office is designed towards one of two things. One, punishing their enemies. Two, rewarding their friends. It's only Republicans who don't like to play politics with all that. Good grief. Headline, Mark Milley, deep state poster boy. I still cannot wrap my mind around the fact the chairman of the Joint Chiefs made a phone call to China telling them he'd give them a heads up before we attacked, and this man has not been arrested yet. Gosh, what an unserious country. Headline, poll, only 49% think Joe Biden is mentally stable enough to be president. Okay, so the other half of the country genuinely believes Joe Biden is mentally stable enough to be president? Come on. Republican or Democrat, how much do you have to be lying to yourself to hear that guy talk and say he should be president? Headline, NIH NIH Director Collins believes Pfizer booster shots will be expanded despite FDA panel's recommendation. You don't think they're going to stop, do you? I mean, you don't think they're going to stop. Have you looked at the Pfizer stock numbers? Of course they're going to require you to get a booster shot and then another booster shot. As I've explained, these people are never going to stop being drunk on power ever. They will not stop until you refuse to comply and stop them and stand up for yourself. This never ends. 15 years from now, you'll be on your 20th COVID booster shot convincing yourself, this is the last one. They're going to let me be after that. They will never let you be. Freedom is not something you acquire by practicing it. Go take it back from these people. Pfizer says its COVID-19 vaccine works for kids age 5 to 11. Hmm, that's funny. Those kids are not at any risk at all from coronavirus or very, very tiny risk. Uh, Once again, back to my kids. You know what else works for kids age 5 to 11? Sunshine and exercise. Hey, there's a swimming pool. Go swim with your friends. Wrestle. Get sun. Be a normal adult. All right. We are going to be back again tomorrow. We got Christina Wong coming on tomorrow night with some insider juice on the military. It's going to be awesome. And then we'll take everything she says and act like we came up with it ourselves. That's what people do. (laughs) That's all.